Hi, and welcome to Gathered Courage Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Smith, and here at Gathered Courage, it is my aim to help you live an everyday, courageous life. Because friends, let me remind you of something. God is on your side, and whatever he is asking you to do, he will absolutely equip you to do it. Thanks for listening today. You are listening to episode number 55, and I am so glad you're here. I feel like with every week, I get more and more excited about my guests, and this week is no different. My very good friend, Debbie Jones, is on the podcast today, and she is such a champion for women. She loves women fiercely and supports them in all the ways that God is calling them in their lives. And that's no different for me. She has been such a bright spot in my journey of moving from the education profession into full-time ministry and all that that has, you know, entitled for me over the past five years. You are just going to love Debbie Jones as much as I do, and I cannot wait for you to hear the wisdom that she has for us today. She has lived an amazingly courageous life, and I just can't wait for you to hear from her. So let's get to it. Here is my interview with the one and only Debbie Jones. Debbie Jones, I am so excited for you to be on the podcast today. Thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed. Uh, thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be here, Carrie. Well, I, in our intro, gave a little bit of a introduction about you, but I want to hear it from your mouth. <laughs> what do you want us to know about you, Debbie? What's that 10,000-foot overview, uh, the, the good, bad, and the ugly if you want to, but whatever it is you want to tell us, tell us about Debbie. Okay, so I would say probably the... The first thing I would want to be known by is I'm a Christ follower. Yeah. I have loved the Lord. I accepted Christ as a child, and my whole life has been um, on the path of being a Christ follower. Mm. Um, I'm all about relationships. Yes. If somebody, I want to be known as that. I love mm. my family deeply. Mm. I'm a wife and a mom and a grandma of four wonderful granddaughters. Um, yeah. they, I know. It's so fun. Um, they okay. ate, they're ages range from two to seven. So that sure is a fun, busy time. Um, that is so fun. They're so, they're so beautiful too. You've got a beautiful family. <laughs> uh, thank you. I think so, but, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm a little biased probably. Right, right. Um, but I want people to know, uh, I want to be known as, uh, I help people is really yeah. the core of who I am. Yeah. Um, I feel like that um, I'm all about helping a child and loved my time in doing women, uh, doing children's ministry. Yeah. I've coached children's ministers. Mm-hmm. I um, am all about helping women. And um, kind of through this podcast, we'll probably hear a little bit about that. I started mm-hmm. a ministry that really helps to empower and identify, train, deploy women uh, mm-hmm. into what they can be the best. I'm all about helping my peers. I just, that's a core part of who mm-hmm. I am is to help people. Um, and I love that about, um, loving on people, you know, I love God and love people. So 
Um, yes, and, I, and, and Betty, I, I'm going to interrupt you right there for a second because I've been a benefactor of that love. So I'm just going to say thank you right there. And now you can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't put a whole lot of thought, you know, down on things to say on this one, but um, I love tennis. And I love pickleball. Some of my friends um, have called me uh, the hammer as a kind of a name. I don't think that's right, but I just loved the you know, competition of it. And I love playing um, with friends, especially. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> um, I would, I would think that I honestly just want to be known as somebody who loves God yeah. and loves others yeah. uh, deeply. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And that's what you want to be known at. And as I look at your life, you are more than well on your way <laughs> for that for that definition of Debbie. Uh, and like I said, I've been a benefactor of that. And you have just been such a strong influence in my life. And I feel your love. And, and I'm excited for others to get to know you and, and hear your life and hear your, hear some of the some of the pieces, not everything, but some of the pieces of what makes you you that you've described and hopefully they can um, see that and, and, and gather some of their own courage based on that. So thanks for, thanks for sharing that with us. Um, so, you know, that my podcast is called gathered courage. How would you define courage? I, first of all, I love this topic. Um, <laughs> I don't think of myself as being a courageous person. Mm -hmm. um, I think, so this question was, uh, you know, when you asked me that, I kind of like, oh, let me think through this a little bit. Yeah. I think God wires us, you know, mm. uh, creates us. Yeah. And some of us, he wires us as risk takers. Like my husband right. is definitely a risk taker. He just, yeah. he thrives on it. He loves change. He loves mm -hmm. jumping out there into the unknown. <laughs> and uh, some of us are not wired like that. I don't, I don't think of myself at as a risk taker at all. I like stability. I like routine. Um, you know, uh, but I do believe that people can grow in courage. And I think that is what, um, I have done. I think that at times, um, I would consider myself courageous, but at times I've had to take steps of courage, uh, for that. So, um, so when you ask like what makes a person courageous, I think that, um, that would be, you know, to keep like a person making sure that their, their spiritual life is strong, leaning into God's promises, I think helps you to be courageous. Um, yeah. There's seven that I kind of, there's lots of promises throughout the Bible. And sure. so seven promises for me, uh, leaning into my spiritual life would be, I will be with you. Uh, God says, I'll protect you. I'll be your strength. I'll answer you. Um, I'll provide for you. I'll yeah. give you peace and I'm always going to love you. So for yeah. me, those promises, even as a child, my, uh, my background is my parents were divorced twice from each other. So mm. stability as an adult meant a lot to me because there was so much yeah. of that instability as a child. And so yeah. I had, I learned as a young child growing up in a church, having mm -hmm. a dynamic children's ministry, uh, mm -hmm. that I was involved in. I learned to lean into some of those promises that God would always be there for me. No matter yeah. what was going on in the family life, I, he would be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I think knowing that you can't do it alone yeah. is something. Um, so I've been blessed to have 
people in my life to, to walk a journey with me. Um, what makes a person uh, courageous too is being vulnerable, I think. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Being mm-hmm. real. Um, I think that sometimes people see a leader as having it all together and it's refreshing when you realize that people are just people and we all are stepping into different arenas all the time. And so being around somebody that you feel like can really resonate with what you're going through, they're real, they're real people is important. And, um, I think, uh, the ability to see things greater than you. Mm. is is mm. another thing that I think helps a person be courageous. Yeah. Being able to look ahead at something and see something that's outside of your norm yeah. or outside of their norm and being able yeah. to push uh, to get to that is, is a that. thing that helps people be courageous. Oh, those are wonderful, Debbie. Thank you for sharing those. Such good wealth. I th- we can wrap it up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so fun. Those were great. Those were great. So, I love that. I love those those uh, kind of descriptor factors of a courageous person. Can you think of something recently, uh, someone you've seen or a group of people or 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 uh, uh, an instance, a circumstance where you have seen courage lately in your life? Absolutely. I think we all through the pandemic, yeah. uh, the, this last year, 2020, has been um, a year of seeing heroes, people yeah. who are courageous yeah. and all of us have had to have more courage probably than we've ever had. So, sure um, I mean, really it's been, as we all have had that. So, yeah. um, you know, I was listening to, you know, Chris, it's near Christmas time here. I'm listening to mm-hmm. songs and I, you know, the song, Oh, Holy Night, the other night it came on the radio and it was like words were just jumping off the page or the, to me, it was, it says, Oh, Holy Night, the weary world rejoices. Yeah. So the first Christmas was filled with just anxiety and fear yeah. and worry. Yeah. It wasn't perfect in right. the world. Right. And that's, you know, I've been singing that song my whole life and I never, so those words were like, wow, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And I've watched people like doctors and nurses mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. moms and dads yeah. trying to navigate this and, um, you know, trying to do school and work and, um, church, you know, all of our clergy, I mean, how do you do everything differently? So in some ways that's a positive, but it takes courage to say, I'm going to get through this and I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but we're going to get through this. You know, I've had friends who have lost jobs, Mm. uh, neighbors who are, are, fearful and, you know, people who have lost loved ones through COVID. Um, So courage is what gets us through that storm and helps us keep putting one foot in front of the other. So this time, particularly 2020 could be the year of courage, really. Um, Yes, I agree. (laughs) I agree. Oh, that's so For a personal note, um, this year has been a little bit different for us. Mm -hmm. We transitioned last year. out of a position that I, Tom and I, my husband and I both were in different positions with Stadia church planning organization. So, mm-hmm. um, having a new, a, you know, moving to a new position within the company mm-hmm. and kind of changing the, what the focus would be for me in that area. And then mm-hmm. having COVID hit where right. everything was shut down was, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, seriously, it was a little bit like, Oh my goodness, what's happening yeah. here. So, yeah. 
honestly, I'm still formulating and kind of discover what yeah. like my next season's going to look like. Yeah. And, stuff. Oh. and, uh, and that, it takes courage to change positions, but then you're right to then have to do that transition during a pandemic. I mean, that just uh, wake it up every day takes some courage when you're trying to <laughs> trying to look through that. <laughs> well, you know what? We all go through. Life is about seasons, I think. Yeah. And so you know, you can remember with if you have a family, then you remember when you didn't have a family, and then you right. go through a family and you adjust, and then you yeah. see them through school and and all the the things of school, and then the children leave home, and then you know it's. You've got this yeah. big, like, okay, time, like, oh man, yeah. I didn't know what I had. So life right. is full of transitions and how mm-hmm. we manage those transitions um, through courage to keep doing things that we mm-hmm. feel God is calling us to um, mm-hmm. is huge. It's just yeah. huge to be able to adapt and just, and especially everyone's been going through transitions through, you know, 2020 yeah. here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, good. Good. Thanks for sharing those. That's very encouraging to hear the courage around you lately. I think sometimes we just need people to call it out. So I'm glad you called some out for us. I appreciate that. Let's transition here um, to some more specific things about your story. And Debbie, when I was thinking about people that I would like to interview, you are one of the, the, the first ones that I wrote down because I just so admire um, your lifetime commitment to to God and to his church, to his local church. And, and you've mentioned that already a little bit about uh, when you were talking about yourself and your commitment to him, to God. Um, and I see that and I just admire it so much. And, and really specifically to your specific commitment to building a church with your husband as a church planter, one of the, you know, before church planting was cool, if you will, I don't, I don't know if it's cool yet, but maybe, <laughs> maybe it's cooler than it was <laughs> oh, you yeah. and, um, committing with your husband to church planting. And then, and then, like you said, your, your um, commitment to supporting women and their roles and their, their, their ministry, their life. So let's dive into that story a little bit. Can you tell us more about your adventures with church planting with your husband. And I bet you have stories for days. So I am interested to see exactly what you've decided to share with us. And then as you're sharing that, Debbie, um, if you just want to, um, you know, think about think about that in, the, in terms of courage. Um, and I, I just can't wait to hear. Go, go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, you are right that church planting is very different today yeah. than it was, yeah. um, you know, years ago. So I've been, we've been married 43 years. Mm. So I, I can't, awesome. I must've gotten, I must've gotten married when I was 10, right? No, <laughs> but, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but in the, in those years, you know, we have been in ministry all of those years. And so it's been such an exciting, uh, Thing. I, I couldn't think of anything else I'd rather give my life to than the ministry. Okay. But my husband and I both started two churches. Okay. Uh, so the first church was in uh, 1985 in Centerville, Ohio. And we had at the time a six month old and a two year old. Oh my, oh my okay? God. <laughs> and so I can really resonate with these young women who you know have little ones while they're trying to start a church. It is really a crazy season for them. But we started that church and we were there till 
oh, a little over six, almost seven years. And then, um, you know, we had thought we had, you know, we had worked so hard and that back then there was not resources. People right. actually thought you were a little crazy to be doing right. this. Yes. I I, they would look at you like you're doing what? And <laughs> so, you know, we were on staff at a large church and then we decided to go and start a church from, and when we arrived in Centerville, there were four of us, our, our six month old, our two year old and us. And wow. <laughs> today there is a thriving church there of several thousand, which we are super proud of, super excited about and feel yeah. like God has honored that dream that he put yeah. in us years ago. Yeah. So cool. then in 1992, some people came along and from Princeton, New Jersey and said, why don't you start another church? And I thought, you've got to be kidding, seriously. <laughs> and so, you have um, like the biggest eye roll ever. <laughs> yes, for sure. I mean, for sure. And so, but, but long story short, we prayed about it, had other people praying about it, and we made a decision to move our family to Princeton, New Jersey. Now I'm a good Southern girl. And so New Jersey was... Um, you know, I don't know if New Jersey knew how to handle my, you know, loving on them with hugs. They right. just, and I didn't, wasn't quite sure of the, the different culture of New Jersey. Yeah. So it took me a little bit of time to adjust to that, but we loved it. Okay. Oh, and cool. so we had at that time, um, a, a, you know, a second grader and a fourth grader. Wow. And so we loved, uh, being involved in church planning and it just kind of, mm-hmm gets in you and you just know that you were created and you're flourishing in that, and that God is just being mm. using you and you just couldn't think of anything else to do with your life. We truly yeah. felt that way about church planting. Awesome. And so, um, what couple times when during those church plants, it mm-hmm. kind of set the course of what I did later after we left yeah. the church planting, um, those two plants was mm-hmm. I can remember, um, Gosh, it must have been years and years ago. Um, I can remember one of the things that for me uh, was when you start a church, you know, obviously fundraising is a big thing. Yeah. Okay. And um, and so I can remember like you try to come up with all these creative ways to raise funds, to do things. Right. And right. so we are, we are there and um seriously, what had to have courage was we hadn't been there, but like six months, we talked three, uh, three, four other families to come with us to Princeton, New Jersey. And, and then we get a call from someone that said, don't cash the checks. It's Christmas time. One of the sponsoring organizations had gone bankrupt. Well, honestly, that was a moment where I said, I, I, was like, God, where are you? Where are you? Oh, and, um, it was interesting because, you know, we took all the money out of our savings account. Like we were like the wonderful life. We're handing out, how much money do you need to make your, and we pass it out to the, to the different team members. I mean, it was just exactly like that. You know, how much do you need to get by? And came out with, you know, really nothing left. And Tom went on the road, um, and it wound up, we saw God open door after door after door, and we came back with stronger support financially than we had ever had. So that was a real wow. moment for me. I remember sitting, you know, there thinking, and so through church planting many times, um, I had to remember that God is seldom early, but he is never late. And I have held on to that. 
That is a lot. Beautiful. That is beautiful. And Say that again. God. Say that again. <laughs> God is seldom early, but never late. Okay. Yes. And, you know, we saw that through church planting. I love the fact that you see God in huge, tangible ways. Um, so the church plant, I like to tell you that we opened the doors and people just, you know, thousands came through. But, but you know, you know, in, in the world of yep, yep. ministry, sometimes that doesn't happen the way you think. Mm-hmm. And there was one particular time, another time that we thought after the church was going, we thought we're on our way, we're doing all right, that we needed in order to make the bills, we needed um, $1,500 to make the bill, just mm-hmm. to keep the doors open. Mm-hmm. And so we began praying, like we needed $1,500 and we needed, we were praying, oh, let's get 150 people there this Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that Sunday, I remember we thought we came up with $1,501 and 151 people there. So those were reminders. And I remember us toasting with Sprite after we tore the church down. And, you know, my life has been filled with those stories after stories. Um, so then we moved the church down a little bit more through the a couple of years down the road. And we are feeling like um, we know that people are really getting weary of setting up and tearing down mm. in a school. And many yeah. people listening to this might think, oh, I can resonate a new business star yeah. or a church yeah. plan. Yeah. You know, how do you keep going in the midst of that? And yeah. there was, we, we had a phone call one day and someone said, um, we're a church that is, we're, we're, we have a church building. The church is no longer meeting. We're going to, we've decided that we're going to pick someone to give this building to. Now, how often, seriously, would you get a call like that? And I'm going to tell you that me as a doubting person without the courage at that point, I said, oh, right, sure. This is going to be a real dump or the church building is falling over or whatever. (laughs) And it was a beautiful building that was just lovely. And wow. it was just the perfect size of what we needed. So wow. we began praying. And I remember I would sneak my car over at night and sit in the parking lot and just pray. Oh, God, oh, we need this building so bad. Yeah. And you know, we had every prayer warrior out there in the, in the world praying for us. And uh, mm-hmm. long story short is we had $1,000 in a land fund in Princeton, New Jersey. Okay. And wow. today, and we were given the building. And today there is a thriving uh, church still there. And so um, it it just throughout our life, personally and through the church, I have watched God show up over and over and over again. And I'm going to tell you, there's times when that courage wavers. And I think, how are we ever going to get through this? I don't know what the next step's going to be. You know, how will we ever make it? And then God, as said, showed up. He's yeah. never not shown up for me ever yeah. in some yeah. tangible ways, as well as giving me a piece to, to wait for the yeah. answer. Oh, that so. is beautiful. That is beautiful. And I, I love that you mentioned too, you know, your, your story is specific to church planting and, and that's kind of the, the world that I'm in with, with my ministry, but you're right. It applies. You mentioned it applies to like entrepreneurs or just your everyday life, you know, not knowing how you're going to make it through which at whatever circumstance it is. Um, but just leaning into God is what I'm hearing from you and knowing that he is faithful. Oh, that's so, so cool, Debbie. Well, I made a promise to God, 
during that time, I remember it was very hard times, you know, when you're, you have a young family, yeah. you have a staff that's looking to you, yeah. you don't really know what the next steps are going to be. And I remember as someone who, um, on the outside, I seem like I have tons of courage, just tons. Mm. Like everybody, I'm all, you know, people think, oh, she's so, you know, you, what do people do when they say, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Yes. And I, and this one time uh, during that church plant, when I was talking about the church there, I mm. was really struggling. Mm. You know, I, mm. I remember one night getting up particularly and sitting in the hallway of our home and crying really mm. and saying, God, I don't see how we're going to get out of this. I mean, mm. I don't know how we'll do this. And um, I remember making a kind of a, I don't know, a vow to God mm-hmm. that night that, um, you know, if, if God would allow me someday, I would love to be able to encourage and support women who were on this same path because yeah. I had experienced the joys of starch planting, but I also was experiencing a lot of stress. And, you know, like Tom would say, well, you need to talk to someone because that's a big thing today. You need to talk to someone. And I looked at him and said, and who, who do you think that could be? Where would be a safe place? Because we're, you know, we're trying to start this new adventure and you don't want to, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it just wasn't available to me. I felt like, and so I made that vow in that hallway of the house that said, God, if you ever think that's something that you would want me to do, um, I'm, I want to do that because I know what it feels like to uproot your family, move yeah. across country with young kids, yeah. and then not have the funding all fall through, mm. and yet that feel called to do something. And yeah. I'm scared to death, and I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. And, uh, and yeah. so I felt like that God then moved uh, later in my life we'll hear about that. But I, I felt mm-hmm. like that God honored that prayer of then that, that young, you know, woman that was sitting in the hallway in tears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, years later, that, that vow, that promise to God, I got to live out again. Oh. Yes. And let's go ahead and go there. Let's go there because that is where the story of your introduction to me kind of begins. And, and the, the, beautiful and amazing impact you've had on my life and, and so many um, other women that I know. Let's move to there. So um, when you, you prayed that prayer and, and, and made that kind of commitment, God uh, honored that later in life with something that you created um, that, that you brought others into, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it was all Debbie, the Debbie show. You, you brought some other wonderful women into it, but he planted the seed in your heart to, to take that on. You created a group called Bloom um, for women in church planting and ministry. So let's hear more about that. Okay. Um, so we had been in you know, church planting. My husband had accepted a role of teaching in the seminary and we moved again and I went back into children's ministry. We went for him to teach. And mm-hmm. while he was teaching, then he began working with Stadia, um, wow. the church planning organization and uh, kind of moving forward. Long story short is he, when he started leading in Stadia, we knew that we kind of wanted to be back into the same page, both of us and Stadia mm-hmm. hired me also mm-hmm. So I left the children's ministry and went with Tom in working with Stadia. Mm-hmm. And so 15 years ago, 
is when that happened. And so like that prayer that I had said, you know, this had been been a few years since I prayed that prayer. And um, so I here and now I'm in a position of a church planning organization. And so I, I thought, you know what? I remembered what it felt like for women who mm-hmm. were young women and they were talking to me about some of their fears, some of their struggles. And I could really resonate because I felt like you're feeling yeah. what I felt or yeah. you're, you're going to feel this, or, or I want to share in the joy of what you're experiencing, right. you know, having this new thing come alive that God called you to. Yeah. So, um, I started calling a few women that I knew were in church planting and just checking in on them. And from mm-hmm. that, I thought I need to get some legs on this vision that God had put in my heart years ago. Yeah. So I gathered four women around a kitchen table and I shared my passion and vision and why I felt the way I did about kind of helping women who are Mm -hmm. in ministry and helping them to develop and find their giftedness. And from that little meeting, we began putting um, some systems in place and strategies in place of how to reach out to the church plants that Stadia was planting. And then moving forward, years kind of went through. Then we started saying, we're going to, we're going to invest into women of anyone that's in church planting. And so moving that forward, um, obviously I had to develop leaders Mm -hmm. and I knew that I needed leaders. I couldn't do it alone. That's one of the lessons that you cannot do ministry alone or life alone for that. And so I, I knew I needed to train, I need to identify my leaders, Mm -hmm. train leaders and then deploy them. And so I felt like, okay, God, help me to have the courage. I don't feel like I'm really the person. Yeah. There's a lot stronger leaders I know that could do this, but you've yeah. called me. And yeah. so I'm going to identify some key leaders. I'm going to try to train them. And then I'm going to just deploy them and let's see where we go with this. Yeah. Today, there's o- there's over um, 1,100 women now involved yeah. in the ministry of Bloom. Praise God. I love it. It's I know. awesome. I know. And it's funny how the God-sized goals that we set. I remember our, our little group, like we said, if we could just get past a hundred women for helping. And then, all right, let's shoot, let's shoot for the stars. Let's go to 300. We will never. And then, you know, God just has a way of when you are really, he must have a kind of engaged into what he's invested you into. Yeah. He must just smile at some of our goals. Yeah. Past that, and now today, I'm excited to see yeah. the thousands of women yeah. that will be impacted from that. Not because of me, right? But I do believe that it's a step of courage yeah. that was taken, yeah. That powered that for God to be able to now do what He has done through that. Yeah. Yes, I completely agree, Debbie. I think that that the courage to be obedient to that seed that He planted in your heart long ago through the a difficult time through tears even, um, is, is what, uh, you know, has catapulted this and has made it what it is and what's going to make it, um, what, what it's going to be, um, for sure, for sure. I've loved every step of it. Honest to goodness. I, I can remember talking about courage. I can remember, in church, in the ministries that we started, mm-hmm. in Bloom that we started, throughout my life, I can remember thinking, you know, I, you, you, 
you hear Satan in your head saying, oh, you're not, you're not the leader you think you are, or you can't do this, Debbie. Seriously, there's a lot of better people that could do this. And you know that you hear those whispers, those lies that go into your head telling you that you, there's somebody better that could do this, or you're not equipped to do it. And you know what? You have to say, I had to reach a point that said, however, God, you Mm. called me. He never meant for somebody else. At yeah. that particular time in that in in my life and in the life of of the church and in the life of the ministry of Stadia, he called yeah. me to be there yeah. to show up. Now I had to choose to take the step to yeah. show up. Yes, and so he called me, and I heard him calling, and and yet I'm a, I'm scared. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, did you really? Am I really asking you asking me to do this? Yeah. Um, you know, I am a homebody. I would have ne- I would have been one of those girls that would have stayed right in the same town. And here he moved me and put me in places that I think, oh, I'm so glad I did that. If I hadn't done that, I would not have grown who I am and grown in the ministry. And then um, stepping out for this ministry of Bloom, I'm I'm kind of blown away with what God has done. You know, so. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. I love it. And when I'm kind of a... Uh, uh, product of, or uh, I, I was able to be supported when you did take that next step, like you mentioned, to opening it up not just to um, church planter wives or, or church planters, but even the staff of those church plants. And, and that's when I got to come in. And I don't know what kind of courage that decision took, but I I, and I, I don't know if I've ever actually said these words out loud, but thank you. <laughs> thank you uh, for doing that. So because, oh, yeah. Actually, people, yeah. so God, I prayed about that. People, that's another step. People, there was a juncture. There was a time when I had to say, and I advise, you know, I got advice from people. I thought, mm-hmm. and some people were saying, don't do it. Some mm-hmm. people were saying, do, do. And I really felt I was just immersed into saying, God, what do you want me to yeah. do with oh. this? You know, and I thought, I'm going to, you know how you hold on to something thinking you're making it perfect. I had to open my hands up Mm -hmm. and say, I'm giving it to you, God. I'm just going to open it up. And I hope this is the, is what you desire. And I'm going to open my hands up and release the, the, you know, the hole that I have on this ministry Mm -hmm. and, and let you take it now. You know, Mm -hmm. I felt like I built a foundation, a strength built the systems, built a lot of things that, you know, trial and error of things. And now it was ready to flourish. It was ready just to thrive. And, uh, and I, but you have to open up. You had, you cannot hold on to it. You had to say, I release it to you, God. Yeah. And that is so scary and takes so much courage. Oh, thank you for being faithful to that. Um, yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for describing about church planting and bloom and and the courageous steps that you took even when you were scared <laughs> and maybe oh, yeah. not so sure about them but but thank you for sharing that with us. I know that that's going to resonate with people even that are outside of the church planting world um, and outside of ministry world just to to hear your faithfulness to the journey that you've been on um, is going to really impact my listeners. So I really, really appreciate that. But we're not quite done yet. I know that courage can so often feel hard to come by. So do you have any additional sort of advice if someone says, I can't find my courage right now? What would you tell them, Debbie? 
Sure. Yeah. Um, courage is, is, a. Uh, you know, I, I, there's a saying, my husband always used to say this and he says that, you know, fear knocks at the door, mm-hmm. faith gets up to answer and no one was there. Okay. Because you have, if you have fear is a product, um, it's a real thing. I mean, it really is. And identifying that, um, you know, is important, mm-hmm. um, kind of, uh, some logistical things that, that yeah. have helped me some real yeah. practical things. Yeah. Go is, for it. Um, little things like, you know, thinking, what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail? Mm. What would you do if you just knew I'm not going to fail at this? I'm going to go for it. Would oh, it be a write question. a book? Yeah. Um, I've, I've talked to, we've, Bloom has done, I think five books, maybe mm-hmm. six books. And obviously each of the women that we got to lead that said, I can't do this, you know, <laughs> but what would you do if you said, I'm going to step up. And then I feel like it has grown. So, so what's holding you back? I think, um, you know, I saw a movie the other night. I love the movie, um, called, um, we bought a zoo or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Love that movie. And in that movie, there's a line that is so powerful. It says 20 seconds of courage. What do you need 20 Mm -hmm. seconds of courage with to get you through? Uh, you know, and I love that because God is a God of providing and he is a miracle worker, but you have to have just, sometimes it's just 20 seconds to say yes yes, or 20 seconds to say no. Sure. sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think I would say for courage for me is, um, putting yourself around like in relationship, because I'm, like I said, I'm all about relationships. So having the courage, like being in relationships that help you have courage. Okay. So obviously Christ being, but who is it that helps you have courage Mm -hmm. and surrounding yourself, putting yourself in the path of people who Um, help you have courage. I know, um, I know Brene Brown, uh, I love some of her books and um, she, she talks about one of her things is uh, she puts a small piece of paper in her wallet of people whose opinions really matter. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that, I mean, why do we listen to the, the, you know, all these people and the, sometimes Satan is working through people to say, Oh no, no, no. But who are the people that really matter to you that you would call it, that love you, that will give you an honest answer that will help mentor you to say, that is fantastic. Or here's a road that you need to go on, or here's a resource you need to have. Who is it that, that you would put on that piece of paper in your wallet? Oh, that's so good, Debbie. I love that. And and, and I'll pause you right there for just a second, because I feel like in our culture, and especially with younger women, we we have the, the social media staring at us, and we follow all these seemingly perfect people, and we, we, we don't even know them, yet we give them space in our head to like, oh, right. oh that wouldn't be good enough for her, so it's not, you know, like, it's just right. wild what we give... Um, weight to in our life. And that is such a, that is such a very neat practical thing, um, to help remind us that, that those people don't, shouldn't get a say (laughs) in what what we do. I love that. 
Absolutely. Social media has just done a number on our yeah. confidence level. Yes, it has. Okay. Yes. And yeah. um, I mean, we are so tied to it. Yeah. And yet we, we, it, yeah. it becomes our gauge for everything. Yeah. Yes. And, and uh, so keeping a journal is another thing, yeah. not a long journal. I'm not a huge like person to sit down for hours and write. Some people love to do that. I wouldn't yeah. say that's me, but <laughs> keeping a journal in the sense that it will remind you how far you've come mm-hmm. and how God has covered you through yeah. that journey. Yeah. Um, you know, I go back to the, the, my, some of my biggest fears, I had to just hang on. I used to say, I'm going to get a shirt that says, you know, God seldom early, but never late yeah. and just wear it every yeah. day um, be, because the fear factor in the journal helped me kind yeah. of in a tangible way, look at mm-hmm. my life and say, you know, if he has been faithful, and if I have had faithful people in my path all mm-hmm. along my life, what would be different now? Right. You know, for 43 yeah. years, he's been showing up. So why am I so, why am I filled with fear instead of filled with courage? Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, I do believe that um, putting yourself around people that you want to, uh, there's levels of that emulate. Like, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So who are some of the, the, so who do you feel like some people that will be vulnerable and real to you? Mm-hmm. Um, but the best, most courageous people yeah. when you're struggling, who will speak into yeah. you and it'll go to your heart. You know, some people yeah. will tell you, Oh yeah. You think, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're just say that right, who, right. Who are the people that speak something to you mm-hmm. and it goes into your heart and it becomes, it, it, it becomes a seed that yeah. grows within your heart that you believe. Yeah. You know? yeah. That, that reminds me of uh, the saying that you you are you are the summation of the five people you spend your most time with, um, which right. for me is like a second, a, a first grader and third grader is in there somewhere. <laughs> but I don't know if those boys count, <laughs> but <laughs> but you know we really are the summation of those people that we hang around with, and if you hang around. Um, with greatness, with with people that you feel um, love you and you can trust and and do courageous things that rubs off on us. Um, and the opposite is true for, you know, all those things we don't want in our lives. That just reminded me of that. That's really great advice. Some of the people probably um, carry that have impacted me and and impacted then who I am and um, are not ever going to be in the limelight. They're not going to be the big the person that wrote the, you know, 10 volumes on leadership or something. Um, They're everyday people that spoke into my life at a particular time that I needed that I was fearful. I was, you know, struggling or I just needed direction and they spoke truths and words. And I feel like it was from God that they put put them in my path, like you said. So I do really believe in having people getting getting outside of yourself and, and finding a group of, of people that is safe for you to be real with. That's a very big part and that you can, that will speak into you and that you can be totally real, totally real with, and you know, they love you and that they want you to exceed, you know, Mm -hmm. they want you to, uh, to grow in that. So I feel like that we have a choice, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and so I kind of think, you know, am I going to live, uh, in, in fear or am I going to live, uh, in courage, you know? So it's, 
it's really hard sometimes to honestly, it sounds easy to, to say this right here and actually putting legs on that is, um, you know, hard sometimes. Yep. Um, I feel like that that for me has been a, a, a key factor in my life. And so I'm, I'm grateful for the people that have done it for me. Yeah. And I think, God, I want to do it. I want to pass it, you know, pay it forward. Yes. So I had people as a child that took a broken child mm-hmm. um, and one that thought, oh boy, I, I'm really, you know, it wasn't um, anything that it was just hard times. Sure. As a child, but those were formative years, mm-hmm. and they helped put those pieces back together, yeah. and then formulate. God put different people throughout my life mm-hmm. that some are still there. Some are some of my closest, you know, on your hand of five people or whatever, yeah. are still speaking into my life today. So cool! Oh, that is so cool. Well, Debbie, I think that your story and your advice and some of those very practical, you know, piece of paper in your wallet type of tips um, that you've learned from others is what um, I wanted you to share and knew you would, because I think that those types of things, your story, your um, paying it forward is what is going to help others put legs on their courage. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you again for the um, wonderful support and role that you play in my life. Is there any last thing that you want to say before um, we say goodbye that that we missed or that that you'd like to say? Um, I just honestly, the only thing I would say is I ask God to just bless this conversation. Oh. And if there's someone out there that needs courage today, that something that was said will kind of resonate with them and they'll take a step. The first thing you have to do is take the step. And, um, you know, we can draw up plans. We can watch hundreds of how-to videos and everything. But you, I pray that somebody out there, uh, this will bless today in some great way. And um, I pray that I will continue, that God will keep using me. And that I know he has a plan for every one of our lives. And together, um, we really can have the courage to change this world for the Lord. Yes. Oh, I am seen. Drop the mic. I love it. Thank you so much, Debbie. Um, And thank you for that. Thank you for that. That blessing over what we've done. You're You're welcome. And honestly, it has been a joy to be on here today. Have a a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I mean, friends, can you love her anymore? She is just an amazing, amazing woman. I'm so glad that she is in my life, and I'm so glad that she was on the podcast today. What wisdom from her, and gosh, that blessing at the end, I just am so encouraged by that, and I hope that you are too. We can live a courageous life. It's in our grasp. And I hope that her story today and her encouragement and advice today just permeates to your soul and helps you live today and every day courageously. Thanks again for tuning in. If you want to hear from me between now and next week when I'll have another awesome interview, you can check me out on Facebook and Instagram at Gathered Courage Podcast. Also, don't forget, excuse me, 
to check out my website. It is up and running. It's www.carriejsmith.com. If you scroll down to the very bottom, you are going to find a place where you can subscribe to my newsletter. I'm in the works of planning it right now, and I am super excited about what I've got coming out. I will not waste your time, I promise. I know that we get tons of things flooded into our inboxes, so I will be super, super intentional about what goes in there, and I would really love for you to sign up for that. In addition, if you wouldn't mind sharing this podcast with those that you love, who you think might be encouraged by it, I would really appreciate that. And don't forget to give it a review, um, written or star review on your podcast app. All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. Have a wonderful and courageous day. Bye.